0: Hi, everyone. I'm Auro Ogorian with ACAP Advisors and Accountants, and welcome to another edition of the ACAP Recap, where we go behind the blog and answer some of your most important questions. Today, we're going to talk about the differences between a UTMA account, a UGMA account, and 529 plans. As parents, you're always wondering which is the best plan for my child or which one's the best plan for me to help my child either save for college or to help them get started in life. And today we're going to talk about all three of those plans and uh, help you to decide which one is the best option for you. But before we do that, remember to subscribe, like and share our channel. And if there's a topic that you want us to cover, be sure to include it in the comment section below or send us a message and we will cover it in a future video. So what I want to do is go through all the different features of each account so that way as a parent you can make an informed decision on which account is best for you because not every account is going to be the best option for you. In some instances a UTMA account may be better for you than a 529 plan or vice versa. So let's go ahead and get started. I'd say the first criteria to consider is who owns the account. For a UTMA or a UGMA account, it's actually the, the child that owns the account, but it's the parent that controls it. So the parent is the custodian of that account, but it's the child that actually owns it. On a 529 plan, on the other hand, it's the parent that owns the account, and then the child is the beneficiary. So the child has no claim on that account, or so the beneficiary has no claim on that account. The parent is the one that owns a 529 plan. Now let's talk about what changes as a parent you're allowed to make to each of the accounts. On a UTMA or a UGMA account, as a parent, you cannot make any changes to that account, meaning you cannot, once you put money into the account, you cannot withdraw it out unless it's for the benefit of the child. So contributions you make to a UGMA or a UTMA account are irrevocable. Once you put them in there, you cannot take it out because it belongs to the child. On the 529 plan, however, once you put the money in there again, because you control the account as a parent it's your account, you can change the beneficiary at any time you want. So if you want to change it from one child to another, you can do that. If you want to change it from one child to a nephew or a niece or a grandchild, you can do that or a great grandchild as well you can do that as well without any tax or penalties but on the utma or ugma account unfortunately you cannot do that once you put the money in it's irrevocable now let's talk about what are some allowable investments you can have in each of the different types of accounts in the ugma account you can have stocks bonds Uh, any type of marketable securities you can have in a UGMA account. But what makes the UTMA account a little more appealing is that with a UTMA account, you can have other types of investments in there that are non-marketable, such as real estate or art, or any other type of non-marketable security you can have in a UTMA account that makes it more appealing than a UGMA account. On the 529 plan, however, the types of assets you can have in there are typically limited to, again, marketable securities. Most states are the ones that sponsor 529 plans and the only allowable investments you have in there are mutual funds and in some cases exchange exchange traded funds. Now let's talk about the taxation of the money that's actually in in each one of these accounts. If you're in a UTMA or a UGMA account, the first 1,050 is is tax-free, there's no tax on that. The next 1,050, and this amount changes every year uh, based on changes in IRS rules, but the next 1,050 is taxed at the child's rate, which is typically lower, and then any earnings above 2,100, are taxed at the parental rate. So this is where the kitty tax comes in. If the if the UTMA or the UGMA account earns more than twenty one hundred dollars in a year through dividends or interest, then that income is taxed to the child at the parents tax rate. The five twenty nine plan, however, there's no taxation. The money grows tax free, and it uh, the withdrawals are tax free as long as they're used for qualified distributions for education. Now, what's an allowable qualified distribution is a pretty long list. It includes tuition, room and board, books, uh, computers. There's a lot of things that fall under a qualified uh, distribution on the 529 plan. Now let's talk about some of the expenses that you can use these accounts for to pay for the child. We'll start off with the the 529 plan first because uh, on the 529 plan, you're a little more limited. You're only allowed to use the money for educational purposes. However, that that list is pretty long. Uh, So for education purposes, you can use it for tuition, obviously. You can use it for books. You can use it for computer equipment, such as internet or computers for your child. So that's a pretty long list of what you can use the 529 plan for eligible expenses. But the UTM, and the UGMA have a little more flexibility on what you can use the money for, but they still have to only be used for the benefit of the child. So obviously you can use it for education, but you can go beyond that and you can use it for to buy clothes for the child. You can use it for, um, you know, um, if you wanna send your child away for school, or you can use it for uh, uh, weddings, you can use it to buy a new car for them, uh, clothes. Really, there's a long list of things you can use a UTMA or a UGMA money for, but the bottom line is it has to benefit the child. And if you don't have it benefit the child, it could have severe tax consequences for you because again, the money belongs to the child. As a parent, you're just a custodian of that account until that child turns the age of majority. A really important factor of a 529 plan versus a UTMA or UGMA account is what happens to the account once that child is no longer a child. And in a UTMA and a UGMA account, the the money transfers to the child. There's nothing you can do about it. The parent actually will have no access to the, child, uh, to the uh, account once that account has been transferred to the child. And that typically happens between the ages of 18 and 25, depending on the state that you live in, because it's the state that dictates the age of majority. Now on the 529 plan, there's no transfer of that asset to the child, because again, the account does not belong to the child. The child is only the beneficiary, and as a parent, the owner of that account, you decide who that beneficiary is. So if the the child turns 18, and you decide you know they don't they don't need the money or they don't want to go to college you as a parent and the owner of that child can change the beneficiary to anybody else that you want but unfortunately with a UTMA or a 520 or a UGMA account you cannot do that once the child turns the age of majority then you have no control over that account again and the child who's now an adult will have complete control of that account. Many times parents want to know what impact these accounts will have on the child's financial aid eligibility. Well, on the UTMA and the UGMA account, because these accounts belong to the child, they're gonna be considered uh, the asset of the child and used as a way of paying for college. Whereas on a 529 plan, it's gonna be considered a parental asset and not a child asset. One of the benefits of the UTMA account or UGMA account over the 529 plan is the amount of contributions you can make to these accounts. So a UTMA account and a UGMA account there's no limit on how much money you can put in there but remember keep in mind that there's taxation of that money if it earns income and depending on how much income it earns the child is going to get taxed either at their tax rate at your tax rate or no taxes at all. Now, the 529 plan, on the other hand, has income limitations, or not income limitations, but contribution limitations. And that varies by state. But those contribution limitations are really high. Typically, they're in a three, four, five dollars dollars range, which is more than enough to, to pay for college despite the escalating college costs. The last thing we need to cover are gift tax rules related to the UTMA, UGMA, and obviously the 529 plan. If Under current law, if you give anybody $16,000 or more, you have to file a gift tax return, and it can uh, whittle away at your uh, lifetime exclusion for uh, taxes. With a UTMA account and a UGMA account, you can give up to $16,000 into these accounts without having to file a gift tax return. Now, the same applies with a 529 plan. You can give up to $16,000, but a big difference with a 529 plan is that you can front load it up to five years. So as a parent, you can put five years worth of contributions into this account of $16,000, and there's no need to file a gift tax return. And it's $16,000 per parent, so one parent gives 16, another parent gives 16. That's $32,000 you can put in per year per child into a 529 plan. And you can front motor up to five years without having to file a gift tax return. As we just discussed, there's a lot of differences between the UTMA, UGMA, and the 529 plans. But that doesn't mean that one plan is going to be best for everyone. It really depends on your own circumstances and what you're trying to accomplish. So, for example, if you don't want your kids to have a big chunk of money when they turn 18 or the age of majority, maybe the UTMA and the UGMA account are not the best choice because you're going to have no control over that. But if your money, if the money that you're earmarking for them is going to be for college, and you want to have some control over that, then a 529 plan may be the best choice for you. Regardless of which one you do, be sure to talk to your CPA and your financial advisor ahead of time so that way they can give you the best advice that's suitable for your own needs. Thank you for joining me again and remember to subscribe, like, and share our channel. And if there's a topic that you want us to cover, be sure to include it in the comment section below and we will cover it in a future episode.